Nelly Furtado and I'm like a bird. And that uh, lines up with that question that I put out there is do birds ever fly for fun? On the line with us, we've got Dr. Seth Cooper. We're talking about the Simone Biles story. And it really does highlight the importance of mental health. And she made a stunning decision and has made a further series of decisions in the last 12 hours to withdraw from the competition, the team final competition. And she says that a lot of it was owing to the tremendous pressure she'd had facing as the head star of the Olympics. And she also felt she needed to focus on her mental health. And it raises an entirely new question around how we look at mental health. We can think about Naomi Osaka also withdrawing from the French Open and uh, issues of depression and fear. Uh, on the line is Dr. Saths Cooper. Dr. Cooper, I'm, I'm going to start uh, not with Simone Biles, but I'm going to ask you, do you know for sure, do birds ever fly for fun? <laughs> I don't think anybody can answer that question because birds do that naturally and I would imagine that birds if they do that naturally will really enjoy what they're doing because it's part of their DNA uh, I, but I think <laughs> a, 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 a biologist studying birds may be able to better answer that but I don't think anybody can say it but I mean when we watch them doing the kinds of things exactly. they do obviously they enjoy it that's yeah. what I was wondering the other day. I was watching these birds floating around on thermals, and I was wondering, are they just floating around on the thermals because it just feels so good on their wings, you know? <laughs> it was. So let's uh, talk to something more serious, Dr. Cooper. Uh, the the last week, and, and certainly if we go back to the French Open with Naomi Osaka, we, we have seen uh, young uh, sporting people pull out of various different sporting uh, orders because they have cited mental health. Now, it does talk to the challenge of something like being a supreme and uh, really good sports person and those, what kind of mental challenges that may address. Yes, very clearly uh, athletes of that caliber and indeed uh, persons with massive spotlight on them will uh, have issues about their centrality in everything. You know, there's a focus, there are cameras on them, there's bugs uh, in their face, people are uh, opining about them, uh, making comments, they uh, social media, we in the infodemic age of social media, so yeah. all sorts of people will give all sorts of opinions on them. And remember that both of them were child protege, uh, prodigies, if you mm. like. And uh, they started at a very early age. And at that age, I think there's the expectation that they will just do uh, what they expected to do. Mm. There's family, there's uh, coach, there's uh, other competitors, there's team pressures. And I think that many, many, many people ignore the tremendous pressures that it puts on a young, uh, growing person, but also the constant uh, microscopic scrutiny of everything they do or don't do this, expected to be some comment very early. And we've seen that uh, Simone uh, was a, a, a gymnast of outstanding quality. She's 
I think she in the previous Olympic Games she she had five medals and going in she was expected to repeat that feat uh, and the pressures just put on her the pressures put on Naomi uh, were phenomenal and pulling out of the of uh, the competitions that they did uh, said something about their ability I think to preserve their own uh, well-being, their own state of mind. You know, Dr. Uh, Cooper, I'm interested in a couple of things you've said. One was about how, as a very young child, there is an expectation. Um, the second would be for them to have to preserve their own well-being. Is there not something deeply wrong with the system if the system, A, uh, pushes people through at whatever cost, and if it's not addressing issues of um, mental health. But I was also thinking about Simone Biles saying that she was starting to feel extremely fearful about doing um, something in gymnastics called the twisty and that one could be really badly hurt from it. And I, I, I wondered if the, what kind of a system says, okay, no, this is what you have to do. Or conversely, is that then the responsibility of the individual? Now, I think there's a, a profoundly uh, problematic in all of us that expect uh, this kind of superhuman mm, performance. Exactly. And look, she, she's, she's done well. She, she's been at the best of her game, um, as has Naomi. Uh, incidentally, both of them actually are both, you know, they, the one is, has just turned. 24, and the other would turn 24 later this year. Uh, I don't think that the there. Let, let's start first with the system. The system that expects these prod, prodigies to just continue performing mm. without let uh, all sorts of pressure uh, is 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 a problem. Uh, the second is that the people around you can push push you to uh, extents where you just feel at that tender age and growing up. And remember, both of them are still very young women. Mm. Uh, expectation to perform. Also, there is sometimes and, and often with with such athletes, a sexualization that happens. Yeah. Uh, they become poster poster ch- uh, children and poster girls, as it were. And, you know, we, we tend to think, well, they'll just do it, get on and just do it. And many of the, the team uh, elders, if you like, ought to know better in terms of what they're putting those kids through. Um, I know my own daughter uh, swam for the national team and the pressures put on them uh, by parents, by others, the expectation that you will just do it without concern for what they want to do at that point and dealing with that issue. So uh, I think there needs to be that support very early for uh, for 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 superstars for yeah. and and you know they the teams can afford to do that because a lot rests on uh, that country that team 
doing well. So huge money turns. And unfortunately, they don't seem to be doing it. And remember, Michelle, both of them come from the United States where uh, counseling, where culture, sitwa, is uh, second nature. We see it in, in all sorts of media. But in reality, um, if you like, uh, U.S. citizens are worse off uh, in terms of mental health than many, many other places. And while they may be verbal <clears throat> in, in terms of accepting it, I don't think they deal with it very effectively. Yeah. There isn't that uh, support from a larger family, from others who can understand your ups and downs, those kinds of things. And when you at that rarefied strata out there, there isn't somebody who is with you to to champion you, to, uh, well, to mother you. So, you like. so, 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 Dr. Cooper, we need to go to a break, but but in closing, and, and I'll, I'll come back with that question, is I want to talk about the difference in culture. You mentioned the United States, and I was thinking about if you were, for example, an athlete from China, would that happen? And, and what the differences are in, in societal cultures as well. We'll do that when we come back. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. We're talking to clinical psychologist Dr. Sats Cooper about uh, what we've seen recently in the Olympics and earlier in the French Open as well. Young sports women, particularly women in this case, uh, withdrawing owing to what they describe as mental health. Talking as Simone Biles did about depression and fear as well. And what that is an outcome of how we're seeing a shift, potentially a shift also in a conversation around mental health. Um, Dr. Cooper, we talk, spoke about uh, where the um, sports person would come from. For example, if you came, I could not see uh, a, a sports person from China doing this. I'm sure that it would not, it would not happen. Yes, you know, even though Chinese culture is ancient, it, there's still an opacity about it because we unable to fully penetrate. Uh, there's almost a, a, an expected kind of responsiveness from mm. that person. And knowing the Chinese uh, system a little, it, it is uh, not surprising that there is an expected response. So if you look at China, if you look at, uh, well, uh, Russia as well, for instance, and emerging uh, major sports sporting countries like Australia, what they tend to do is they uh, talent spot very early when, uh, you know, uh, boys and girls are prepubescent. Mm. They already uh, talent spot them and then they are taken away effectively from the usual uh, kinds of situations that you'd expect young boys and girls uh, if they are major performance and almost uh, keep them in in schools Mm. where these uh, the you know the, the coaches everybody uh, is on that win, win, win at all costs uh, streak. And hmm. in closed societies like we have in, in China, uh, they, and, and 
the, the other uh, societies as well have this. They drum the nationalism into these kids at an early age. So what you're doing is for your country, then for everybody else and yourself. And so while there is an individualism in the Australian uh, uh, socialization, in the others there isn't, there's much more of an ingrained uh, identification with uh, kit and country. So you yeah. tend to perform in that way. Look, we've, we've experienced that in our own society where in the previous system, uh, young kids were, were grilled into, you know, the cadet corps mm. and stuff like that. And, and so you, you're young pioneers in, in Russia, Cuba and so on. So you, at an early age, begin to believe that there is a higher purpose and that purpose is to serve your country. So there is a psychological uh, stealing, if you like. They, they are uh, strengthened in many ways. So w- whenever the uh, spotlight is on them, the spotlight isn't as in your face as in Western uh, contexts. Yeah. And ours is very much a Western context. Remember what happened to Castasimania? Uh, uh, yeah. The same kinds of things where it's in your face constantly living, breathing. So uh, for the Chinese and, and Russian uh, and similar cultures, what, what happens is you live, breathe, eat, drink, uh, that which you are set to do. So there's a bigger purpose in life. And with gymnasts, uh, it is notorious that you you peak at your at a very early age. So for Simone to still be there at 24 years of age says something. And then she realized that if you do the twisties and she wasn't, Oof. you know, she in, in trying it out, I mean, she would do two and a half, but she managed only one and a half. She realized, no, this I'm taking a chance on. And then the expectation to be, uh, to do the vault, spring into the air, and if there is a slight semi, semi, semi second uh, mistake, you're going to mm. break your neck when you land. Uh, you know, men uh, don't do it, and uh, to ex- and she knew that. She knew mm. all of that, and she could sense that she's off her peak. Let's um, leave it there. Dr. Sats Cooper, clinical psychologist. It's a very interesting uh, narrative and certainly something that we should look at further as we look at the two young women that in the last couple of months have pulled out of major sporting events. And 